the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, my question this morning is, have you had your breakdown yet? Well, I think I had mine this week, but maybe I'll have a few more before this is all over. The breakdown I had was along the lines of, I'm just tired of being good. I can't think in six-foot increments anymore. I can't happy birthday wash my hands. My stomach hurts from watching the pain in the news. I've been good enough. I am done being good. Well, your breakdown may look or sound different than that. Maybe yours includes children or food or alcohol or maybe fighting against systems, working a hard job, taking care of a parent or being a good neighbor. Whatever your breakdown is about, Go ahead and have it. It may be just what you need, what we all need. So I'm not saying that I want everyone in Christ Church to have a breakdown, but I just sense that that may be where we are at dealing with the twin pandemics of the coronavirus and sin right now. There is this thought that being good should get you somewhere. Things should change because of our selfless acts of goodness. You should hear the grinding of the world's gears to a new level, responding to our good thoughts and actions. But no such grinding can be heard. If our good deeds are worthless for saving us, then why be good at all? So I've been watching this new series called Upload. You may have seen it. It's about dying. Or really, it's about escaping dying by being uploaded into an afterlife virtual reality. So the catch is that you have to be uploaded before you actually die and sign the paperwork on the location of the afterlife that you've chosen. So the most prestigious of these is called Lakeview. It is the only digital afterlife modeled on the Grand Victorian hotels of the U.S. and Canada with uplifting views, healthy pursuits, and timeless Americana, as it says in its ads. You get a personal angel who greets you with this saying, this is the first day of the rest of your afterlife. So this show has really high ratings because I think all of us would like to believe that heaven is a five-star resort with an unending buffet, especially now when we can't go to five-star resorts or have any buffets. It is our newest form of science fiction, what we can't have right now. It's the matrix meets touched by an angel. So I visited the Science Fiction Museum in Seattle a few years ago, and it documents how science fiction actually kind of gets ahead of us to mirror our own fears and set them somewhere in the future so we don't have to deal with the reality up close. So thinking that we can upload into a new carefree heaven would rank right up there in the Hall of Fame of Human Desires especially when we're having to deal with the news on our screens every day, every hour, every minute. But what the show upload cannot deal with is the reality of our lives as they really are. We need a God that understands that we don't live in a virtual world. There is pain, suffering, death, and hurt. You know, we watch the show for entertainment, but we know deep down in our souls that there will be no beaming up for us or our loved ones to a virtual reality of our own making. We know we, like the afterlife at Lakeview, 
do not live up to our own hype. Our avatar suffers from holding up heavy shields to protect us from the consequences of our own selfish behavior. We have a deep need for forgiveness and acceptance and belonging that can only come from outside of ourselves. We get tired of being good because it becomes totally about us, and it doesn't work to keep the gremlins away. We do what we've always done, and we get what we've always gotten. Not newness of life, but the deadness of our self-centeredness. So what Upload gets absolutely right is that you don't need to be good to get into the virtual heaven or heaven because there's no such thing in the human heart. You just need to be dead or sort of dead. In 10 short verses in Romans 6, Paul mentions death or dead 14 times. Paul is not trying to be a downer. He is telling us the truth about ourselves. We are addicted to self and believe being good is a way to buy our way into glory and to feeling even better about ourselves. The chink in the armor that tells us that all of our efforts to climb higher and be better are for our own glory, not for God's, not for the world. We are headed for a breakdown, and it's a good thing. We need to be sick and tired of being sick and tired before we will accept any help outside of ourselves. The breakdown of our strengths, our wisdom, our positive thinking, goodness, and independence from God needs to happen before we will accept any divine intervention. So what happens in the breakdown? Well, it's surrender. It's like an alcoholic admitting that they're powerless and that their life is unmanageable. It's confessing. I'm a sinner. And I'm sick of trying to fight off the dark powers of sin, death, and its agent, the law, alone. By myself, I cannot overcome these powers by my own goodness. The cross of Christ is the only intervention that will save me and the world. You know, I, I read quite a lot of books this week about being buried with Christ in baptism and rising again with him into new life because that is the essence of this Romans um, scripture, which is at the heart of our theology of the cross. And after reading all of these books and, and realizing that I don't know why I thought I would have enough theological sense to make this perfectly plain to you when it is the cosmic mystery of our lives. The only thing that came to me was this paragraph out of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that has made it clear to me. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism or ourself or the addictions in our lives, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us, no matter how much we tried. We could wish to be moral. We could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. Lack of power. That was our dilemma. We had to find a power greater than ourselves, and that means we'll be talking about God. So the power of God is where this aliveness comes in. When we admit that we're dead, that we're powerless to save ourselves, 
and the power of the cross gives us new life. There has to be a death to have a resurrection. We die to self in order to be the life that Christ gave for us. We are relieved of the weight of the world and our need to be good to prove ourselves. In a way, we are uploaded into the life of Christ. We see his reality in the world, his love and grace to respond to the world. We're no longer alone, struggling to understand and just survive. We can release our stranglehold on our future and be fully alive to all of life, not yearn for a pain-free virtual life. This is called grace. It's the very core of the cross and the core of your being with Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm.